Welcome to the Songwalk Echoes podcast. I'm Jeff Peterson, inviting you to join Soundwalk Echoes founder Don Prisby and me as we recall the beauty of our Catholic legacy through music, art, scripture, and story. Let's take a song walk. I will grow as the olive tree in the house of the Lord, in the house of the Lord. I will grow as the olive tree in the house of the Lord, in the house of the Lord. There is my village so far away. How could I come out so far but to turn back to my family, home to their ways? I long to be with my own, to return to the house of my father. I will grow as the olive tree in the house of the Lord, in the house of the Lord. I will grow as the olive tree in the house of the Lord in the house of the Lord. I am your brother, I am your son. Treat me as one of your slaves from now on. Oh, to be planted back in the home of my father. I will grow as the olive tree in the house of the Lord, in the house of the Lord. I will grow as the olive tree in the house of the Lord, in the house of the Lord. I have seen the strength of those on the hill. The trees my father has planted. Gnarled trunks, twisted arms, reach for God still. How much I take as granted. I will grow as the olive tree in the house of the Lord, in the house of the Lord. I will grow as the olive tree 
in the house of the Lord. In the house of the Lord. That is Songwalk founder, author, songwriter, and troubadour Don Prisby with a beautiful song called As the Olive Tree, uh, an original work composed and performed here to give sound to conversion, the second of six dynamics of faith that we are exploring all throughout season two here on the Songwalk Echoes podcast. Uh, as a reminder, all of our Songwalk episodes, uh, just like everything in the Songwalk Echoes canon, is presented through uh, the four dimensions of music, art, story, and scripture. Um, and uh, and uh, while we don't always have to take them in order, Don, I love how your music um, in every episode, uh, but especially this one, literally and figuratively, really sets the tone for us here. I mean, that song uh, that you just performed is so rich with uh metaphor and references i mean and and even the title uh there's so much to unpack there um and so we could probably spend a whole episode just talking about the song um but let's start there let's start let's talk about how that song sp- speaks to you spoke to you came to you uh and and specifically how it relates to conversion and how we're going to talk about conversion here. Thank you, Jeff. And it's great to be back. Um, yeah, conversion, our response to a call. I, I think about that often that it's, it's not just, yep, I'll do that. Yeah. Sometimes with people who have free will and people who have reason, you know, when God calls us or our heart calls us or, or anything calls us, sometimes it's an automatic response and sometimes it takes a lot of conversion. Um, This obviously is the song that describes the the prodigal son. And there, theologically, there's three steps in a conversion. There's there's the conversion moment, or actually there's the confession moment. Okay, this is not right. There's the conversion moment, the converge, which means to turn with. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the celebration, the, 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 the decision to, to turn. Um, so the song is obviously reflective of the prodigal son story, um, but it does have personal roots for me. Uh, I was very young and on a retreat wondering what would I do with this perceived call to the priesthood. And um, being a young person, I was, it was a silent retreat, and I was in an olive orchard. And I was sitting down in, in, it was a silent retreat, so I was quiet sitting in this olive orchard in terrible angst about how I would respond to this call and, and what would my life become. And as I looked around me in this, in this olive orchard, these olive trees, the older ones that I was leaning against, are ugly. <laughs> they're gnarled and twisted, and their branches are reaching out. And, and they, are, they just struck me as that's character, that's commitment, that's sacrifice of oneself to become. If, if we live a long life of conversion to a vocation. And then I saw the newly planted olive trees and they're green and smooth mm-hmm. and 
un, uh, unweathered. And I thought, oh, that's me. Yeah. And yet this, this could be me. And, and it just speaks also as we get older with greater wisdom that, you know, any discipline that we, that we turn to when we are called to it, um, we are green and we're unblemished and we go into it. And that, that journey will mark us and will challenge us and will twist us and gnarl us. Um, but as so long as we keep our focus on, on the greater yeah. good, um, we'll make it. Yeah, no, amen. And that's why I, that's what I love about that song. There's such symmetry for me, even when you're, you're singing it. And, and actually, even though knowing that, um, I had a little bit of a spoiler alert that I knew it was about, you know, based on kind of the story of the prodigal son, but I actually wasn't visualizing that. I was actually visualizing, I was visualizing that olive tree. I was visualizing that kind of, you know, contorted, the branch system, which is not symmetrical. You think of other, even trees, you know, you've got like nice little evergreen trees that are very, you know, shaped <laughs> like little triangles right. and everything fits. And these olive trees, like you say, if, if, if an olive tree does its olive tree-ness well <laughs> over the years, it's going to be bent and asymmetrical and, 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 and longing, you know, and that's where like your, your lyrics about this longingness, you know, to me, when I was listening, I was visualizing these branches and as they're very slowly growing and they're not growing uniformly and they're not growing easily, they're not growing fast, but they are growing, you know, they are growing and they are, it's a series of constant conversion um, because it's also not like you mentioned Conversion isn't for a lot of us anyway. It's not that immediate, like okay, oh, yep. And it's also not. It's not done, you know. Like I, we're never done, right? <laughs> Even right. when we do say, "Oh yeah, I'm great," it's you're just continually challenged. You're continually because every every new day, every new moment presents a new opportunity for conversion to stay on that path, to stay aligned. Yes. Well, let's think about it together uh, with everyone listening. You know, last week we talked about uh, vocation, how we're called, and and now we're contemplating the yes. Yes, I will do that. Mm -hmm. And what are we saying yes to? We're saying yes to the moment, and we're saying yes to the becoming, what what we will become in that. Yeah, and And that might be uh, illustrated for some of us in the hobbies that we have, uh, music that all later becomes something else, a gift for someone, or or marriage, that we start marriage at a certain level, and it calls us to grow and change and become over a life a lifetime mm -hmm. with many yeses, many yeah. conversions in that, or a faith life, or or a call to ministry. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm called to the priesthood. Well, that's the first call. <laughs> and then you'll be called to other things. Sure, and, yeah. Uh, and for so, some of us, even just how the call, how, how are we spending our Sunday mornings? You know, just like, how are you going to spend that hour? You sure. Know, are you going to sleep in? Or are you going to actually kind of get outside? I do think that's what's, the, these conversions come in all shapes and flavors and varieties. And so we've been talking in that song, um, again, so wonderfully, I think, demonstrate and demonstrates the that sort of longing and the and the complexity and the 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 kind of the trials, if you will, of conversion. Um, 
And yet the art, okay, that you've chosen today, I would say is a much more simple, uh, at least seemingly simple premise, okay? What you've chosen here, and as a reminder for everybody, you know, the way we're dimensionalizing these six faith dynamics in this season is through more cultural, anthropological, kind of everyday, more secular, if you will, kind of uh, ways to kind of get our arms around it. And so, so the art that you've chosen to, to help us um, talk about conversion is a very well-known poem from Robert Frost uh, called The Road Not Taken, which I want to have you reflect on that. But again, as, as I set it up, it's, it's to me, it's the antithesis visually anyway of the, the, the image that I conjure up between an olive tree or an olive tree orchard where all these trees are just like, like yeah. very twisted and turned versus the road not taken. It's pretty simple. Like you're on a path and there's one way to go and then there's another way to go. And, and the, the way the poem goes, which you can set it up for us and talk about it is, uh, you know, the author or the writer takes that road not taken. So t- talk sure. to us about how that, how this uh, speaks to you and can help all of us get our heads around conversion. Sure. Well, I apologize to the audience if I've taken or suggested something that we all know very well, much like we all know the prodigal yeah. son story. Right? It, it, we probably have heard the Robert Frost story so many times, but it does describe, again, uh, a secular perspective that has a transcendent quality in it. You know, two roads diverged in the yellow wood, and sorry, I could not travel both. It be one traveler that long I stood and looked down one as far as I could until it bent in the undergrowth. Just setting it up that way that yeah. where how long how many times have we been there just in in our day to day where mm, there's a choice to be made and and I can only look so far down the road to the implications of my yes and there comes a time where I just need to I need to take a gamble and do it. Yeah. But how difficult that is. And and let's just take it out of a religious perspective in our day-to-day lives of, of do am I kind to somebody or not? Um, mm-hmm. Do I obey the law or not? In business, do I overcharge a client or not? Do I put in a full day's work in the dignity of work or not? Those are all roads that we face and all points of conversion where we need to say yes. So the Robert Frost poem is very uh, indicative of that, illustrative of that, of, of those, that conversion point. And again, as you suggested, it's not just a, oh yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> this you one know, looks good. <laughs> yeah, let's just do that. It, it, takes, it, it takes angst and it takes sacrifice and yeah. it takes commitment and, and decision. And, and, and I love how that poem ends where yeah. he says, um, um, I shall be telling this with a sigh, a sigh, someday ages and ages hence, two roads diverged in a wood and I, I took the one less traveled by oh, yeah. and that has made all the difference. What a, again, written in 1915, yeah. but still resonates today. Yeah. And if we look at our day-to-day lives of conversion, just in the normal, ho-hum, day-to-day life, we probably face those 
those uh, forks in the road many, many times. Yeah. Well, and and I also think, and I love how you've chosen it to to illustrate conversion for us because I think what it also does, and perhaps for some folks listening who didn't really process that poem through this kind of lens or see it through this lens, the the path not taken, um, even so on the path, uh, and and from the vantage point of the writer at the beginning of the of, at the beginning of the path, as you, as you as you said so eloquently, and by by the way, listeners, for memory, okay, Don wasn't reading this off of script. He has this committed to memory. But the fact that it wasn't even just that the path was less taken; it's that after that bend in the path, you don't see, he did you don't know what's on the path. So it's not just that it was less popular; it's just also less obvious. And so that's where. I think it's a great reminder also that our conversion is not just about the courage to say yes and and lean on our own courage and devices to hope things work out, okay? But our conversion is also in partnership with God. I mean, it, it it's with, God doesn't like, it's not a test, you know? God's not saying, all right, which one are you going to pick here? And then when you make it to the end of the path, I'll let you know if that was the right one. You know, it's like, no, our journey, our, our journey of conversion is very much with God. So God's on that path with us. He's on that road less traveled with us so that when we do get to the bend and it may still be uh, uh, less obvious as to where it's going, we're not going alone. You know, that conversion is not just on our shoulders. You know, it's, a, it's, 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 with, it's with the Lord. Right. And going back to season one, when we talked about several conversion moments, one, the calling of St. Matthew, mm. where he's in the Caravaggio painting going, yeah. no, you can't be talking about <laughs> right, this. Right. got to be that guy, right? <laughs> right Please. Right. Or, yeah. or the, the rich young man who, who on his own will wanted to follow, and Jesus gave him an opportunity for conversion and he couldn't do it, yeah. you know. So the scripture is full of, of conversion moments, yeah. but so is life, totally everyday yeah. life. And um, well, and even the secular. And I've used this phrase so many yes. times about you know, hey, God doesn't give you a spotlight; He gives you a flashlight. <laughs> but I think even myself, I forget even when I say that to people that the actual the most important element of that little adage isn't the kind of light; it's that God gave it to you. Okay, it's God's flashlight. Okay, yep. So you're good. <laughs> Just stay focused on that. Let's move on to our scripture. You've given us two very rich uh, pieces of scripture. So for those of you that are listening to this podcast and using it as a bit of a uh, guide for your small groups or Bible studies, uh, we know there's a lot of people, a lot of folks out there that uh, that are applying this uh, to that great uh, that that great work. So you've given us two pieces to reflect on. One of them is um, from the book of Luke and the story of the prodigal son, which uh, we're all familiar with uh, and could, again, spend an entire season just talking about the prodigal son. But instead, I'd like to I'd like to actually read the psalm uh, that you've chosen, uh, which also just has so many great um, uh, um, reflection points for us as it relates to conversion. Um, uh, and so here, why do you boast of evil, you mighty hero? Why do you boast all day long, you who are a disgrace in the eyes of God, you who practice deceit, your tongue plots destruction. 
It is like a sharpened razor. You love evil rather than good, falsehood rather than speaking the truth. You love every harmful word, you deceitful tongue. Surely God will bring you down <clears throat> to everlasting ruin. He will snatch you up and pluck you from your tent. He will uproot you from the land of the living. The righteous will see and fear. They will laugh at you, saying, Here now is the man who did not make God his stronghold, but trusted in his great wealth and grew strong by destroying others. But I am like an olive tree, flourishing in the house of God. I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. For what you have done, I will always praise you in the presence of your faithful people. And I will hope in your name, for your name is good. <clears throat> Amen. So, John, aside from the olive tree reference and symmetry here to the song, how else, uh, um, how else does that passage, which, by the way, which so much of what you're bringing to us in this season, um, uh, this also predates Christianity. Okay, so this mm-hmm. is this is the Psalm. The Jewish uh, the, uh, people prayed that just as Jesus did. So how does that how does that passage help call us towards conversion? Well, it's a great story of conversion of of choice of you know in the context of all the evil that one could choose. You know the 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 writer is saying, but I. I will grow as the olive tree in the house of the Lord. You know, and you hear that in the song. Yeah. It's because it's Psalm 52. And one day after that retreat, I was doing morning prayer with the brothers in the seminary. And there was that psalm, I will grow as the olive tree. And I immediately went back to that orchard and thought, that's why. Yeah. Um, so that's the psalm that inspired the song um, as the olive tree. Um but certainly, again, in terms of conversion, it, it, it does paint a story in a religious context, but also in a secular context, that every day there will be choices to be made and there will be an environment through which we walk that will challenge us mm-hmm. and call us one way or call us the other way. And, you know, the etymology of the word conversion means to turn with. So we will see the choice, and we will turn with with mm. the intent to follow the good. Yeah, that's great. You've you've mentioned as we wrap up the show here and talking about story, our fourth uh, fourth letter, second S. You've referred to the retreat that you know where some of these things came together um, with the olive tree and, and the song. But tell us a little bit more uh, about this retreat. In uh, is it Castel Gandolf, Gandolfo? Is yes. that, that kind of where it all kind of happened? And so take us back to where it was and, and how that also, that specific story sure. helped, helped you on this conversion path. It was retreat our first year in Rome mm-hmm. when, when I went over to Rome uh, to do a graduate degree and to continue my formation time in discernment for the priesthood. And it's also the summer residence of, of the Pope, and it was Pope John Paul II at the time. Castel Gandolfo is outside the city of Rome, and it's up on a hill, and in the foothills rolling up to that are these beautiful olive orchards. So you're not only there, but you turn back and you can see the valley back to Rome. Hmm. So that that's kind of a contextual view of it. And, and then in my own life, it was at a very significant time of just having left home and pondering the next several years of discernment and then having the silent retreat in in that olive orchard. Yeah. And I remember it was such a I was so so peaceful in that orchard. 
in quiet prayer that the bees were actually landing on my arms. And I, and I just opened my eyes and I saw that I could feel their wings brushing my skin. And they would just land on me and walk around a little bit and then fly off. So I was very present, <laughs> yeah. right? right? Super present. But then, I, then it was just the angst inside about, oh, what am I being called to? Yeah. And, and, and then just being aware of the dynamics of the olive tree, the one that I was leaning against that was horribly mangled and reaching to God and the young ones that are in the orchard that were just so carefree and smooth and yeah. unblemished. That was the context. Yeah. And I don't, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm, but I would guess because that's a remarkable story. The scene, you know, we, we can all, as we listen to that, we can visualize it. Um, even the bees, you know, which thankfully you're not allergic. Uh, so I would imagine though, that, that in sharing that story, which was very poignant for you, that, all of us and all of our listeners out there will have stories that may not necessarily be as dramatic, you know, but they are still stories of conversion. They can hit you at a grocery store. It can hit you over the course of years. I mean, have you, have you in, cause you're also, you know, you've, you've, you've been, whether it's informal or soon to be formally as a spiritual director for others, you know, how, how, what kind of a, what kind of message would you give people around their story and being open to their own story of conversion that might not necessarily be so obvious, you know? Yes. Well, each person's conversion story is going to be dramatic and powerful for them. Yeah. So it's important that we not necessarily compare one to the other. Uh, yet in, in placing ourselves before the power of, of a vocation, and again, whether or not, you know, we're talking about it in a secular way today, but it's, it's for us, it's going to obviously point back to, to a transcendent or to a holy dimension. It's important for us to have a contemplative attitude, a contemplative disposition and I would invite, and this might be our echo point as we look at, as we're moving down toward the close of our time together, that take some time in quiet, take some time in contemplation, in discerning any of the vocations that you're feeling, whether it's a life vocation to a career or where I should go to university or where I should work or who I should marry or what faith community I should be part of or what how I'm going to act at the grocery store today. Yeah. Take some time each day in contemplation. Um, I love the word contemplation, which also means within the temple. Mm. Contemplatio, within the temple. Take some time within your own temple and give yourself the time to, to reflect. Um, we all have, we're all being called. We all have vocation stories. Yep. Take the time to be quiet. Because had I not been quiet in that olive orchard, I wouldn't have seen anything. Yeah. Had yeah. I not been given that wonderful opportunity, I would not have. So um, that 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 would be a thought, and that would also be a good echo point I think for that's, us I this think that's week. It. I think that's the echo point. Point very well said. Well, thank you, Don. Thank you all for tuning in to episode three here of season two. Stay tuned for our next episode. I think we'll call it episode four 
of the Songwalk Echoes podcast. Uh, and in the meantime, keep a song walk in your heart for the beauty and the brilliance of our Catholic faith. You've been listening to the Song Walk Echoes podcast. For small group resources related to this podcast and more, visit songwalkechoes.com.